0: You're listening to the Daily Missioner Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the middle of the eighth chapter. We're dealing with what sort of quantity is material for carrying on Shabbat. We're not going to carry in the public domain on Shabbat, but gosh, if we're looking at quantities, well, you know, if I carry a couple of breadcrumbs in my pocket, Is that material? In other words, what is the real definition of the carrying? And the eighth chapter is interesting because it goes through lots and lots of different materials, defining what the um, what's a critical mass for carrying on Shabbat. And we learned about rope. We learned about reeds. We learned about um, uh, paper. We learned about erased paper. And now as we pick up the third Mishnah in the eighth chapter, we're going to get into leather. So we're going from leather, from paper to leather to parchment, actually. And in each case, throughout this chapter, we're following the same principle, which is that in order to reach critical mass for carrying on Shabbat, it has to be something which is useful um, you know the principle articulated is that it was had to be something that people will bother storing and that's a general principle, but we're seeing as the Mishnah goes through all these examples that the fundamental principle it's working to is a question of utility. Can I use this object? and so it goes or that's leather kadela sot kamea leather enough to write an amulet. Clough, that's parchment. Parchment, the minimal quantity is what you could write the short passage of the tefillin, which is, which is Shema Yisra. Dio, ink. Maybe that's related, by the way, to the fact that writing two letters on Shabbat is essentially the, the defining... Uh, the, the, it's the definition of the Av malacha, the archetypal labour of Shabbat. I, I remember I gave the example actually of joining two boards together, and uh, Rabbi Herzfeld commented on text. I didn't have time to look at this during the meeting, but he said Rabbi Herzfeld commented, and this is quite right. That once you've written two letters, you've written a word. So, for example, Yad is a word with two letters. Yes, if you've got ink to write two letters, you can write a word whereas uh, I, I can't think of any word that only has one letter khol khol is blue in modern hebrew but it's eyeshadow khol is eyeshadow or well, what's the minimal quantity of eyeshadow well according to the mishnah according to the mishnah kadeli khol ein echad in order to to make one to decorate one eye to blue out one eye why are we going to blue out just one eye well, apparently there were very modest people in those days who used to go out veiled. And they would cover one eye. And by the way, I've, I've seen a reference to this, in fact, in Halakhic literature, describing a woman uh, taking an aliyah from the women's gallery of a shul in Morocco. And this letter describes a woman coming down from the women's gallery, but with her face completely veiled. And then she'd approach the uh, men. The, the she'd go through the men's section and take an ale. So eye shadow for one eye. Um, glue, devek Kadeli ten barosh hashav hashav shevet. Glue for putting on top of a small twig. This seems to be something to do with hunting birds. At least that's how the commentators explain it. If you were a bird hunter, you might put glue onto the top of a twig or on top of a board on top of a twig and then you hope that the birds will jump on it and get stuck um, but anyway that's the minimal quantity of glue which is useful interesting it doesn't refer to glue for fixing things but when it, we get onto uh, pitch and sulfur Zephet Vigofrit Kedela Sot nekev, to make a small hole and the Mishnah clearly is talking here about fixing a small hole. It's not talking about making a small hole. And in the same line, sha'avakadeh li tenal pi nekep Clay for uh, wax, for putting over a small hole. And then kharasit kade la sot of kur sheltsof phase fezahav. Clay for making a hole in a gold refiner's pot. And again, I think we're talking about covering up the hole. Covering up a hole in a gold refiner's pot. Rather than actually making the hole, and Rabbi Yudas says making it uh, a something called a a, um, a, pit put, a, a a pit put, which is I think it is translated as a tripod's leg, but I'm I'm not sure about that. Bran. Now we've seen bran before in the definitions of something which is not food. Remember when we learned about the quantity of food that is critical for carrying on Shabbat, we said it does not include bran. And it, we, it, the subin is mentioned there. Subin, Kadehli Tenal. So subin is not food. It's Bran is not food. But Tenal, Pi, Khur, Shell, Sor, Fezahab. We're using it for the same purpose. We're going to use the bran for sealing up uh, the mouth of a gold refiner's pot and now we get into cosmetics seed this is lime lime enough to smear the smallest of girls and we seem to be talking here about a deep deep depilatory it seems to be something to remove hair and rabbi huda says it's, it's to take off the hair on the temples and Rab- rabbi nehemya says it's it's to take off the hair of the forehead and somehow um the Andifei and the Kilkul are seem to be different kinds of mm. um, definitions, different kind of curls, pe- different sorts of hair people would have and they'd use a depilatory on it. And then Adama, earth. Well, why would you need earth? Hamart uh, Sufim, earth for a seal on a merchandise bag, according to Rabbi Akiva, and the the sages say, the sages say for a seal on a letter. And by the way, as we get further now into this chapter, we see a series of arguments between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim. Um, perhaps, a, I mean, there is a commentator who suggests, look at the beginning of the chapter the editors didn't want to confuse us too much with dialectic, but now we're getting towards the end of the chapter. We'll see this argument play out again and again. Zevel v'choldak, manure or thin sand for kadela la Zevel Kelach Shel to fertilize a cabbage stalk according to Rabbi Akiva. And the sages are the sages say okay, to fertilize a leek a kresha is a leek, and I'm I, I don't know whether Rabbi Akiva or whether the sages are stricter or more lenient. I'm not sure which is a larger quantity of manure. And then uh, that's. A, a leek is smaller than cabbage. Ah, thank you. A leek is smaller than a cabbage. So Rabbi Akiva is, is makel, actually, in terms of what he says we can. The, the sages are stricter in terms of what we carry on Shabbat. Thank you. So that's thin sand. Well, thick sand. Okay, we'd use thick sand to make as a building, as a, to mix with plaster to make uh, make um, uh, mortar. ten Thick sand, as much as you'd put on a, a, a full, uh, basically a full plaster trowel, and kane So a reed, the as much reed as you could make. A pen out of okay, what if it was the kind of reed that you couldn't make a pen out of so I mean if you if the reed isn't suitable to make a pen, what else could we do with it? well maybe we could maybe we could um, sort of pile it up and crush it and light it and cook with it maybe we could use reeds as fuel if they are not of sufficient quality to make a pen out of them. And so the Mishnah is going to tell us, um, uh, enough, how much is a critical mass quantity? Well, as, as much as you'd require to cook the lightest of eggs. Um, trufa utnutna beaten up and placed into a stew pot so that's the end of the fifth Mishnah and then we will continue with these examples till the end of the chapter end of the eighth chapter we have two more Mishnayot in the eighth chapter and then the Mishnah is going to take a sudden diversion a sudden diversion before coming back So there's more of these examples at the end of the ninth chapter. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.